This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. After a one-week hiatus, we are back, refreshed, and ready to go, ready to talk some Giants. What's going on? Well, let's have some stuff happen soon, man. I mean, I I kind of feel like we're on the cusp, right? The the, uh, winter meetings have started in Nashville. Uh, So, I, you know, this is the first year of the winter meetings in like, gosh, I don't know, more than since MLB Network came on, uh, on, uh, went live, um, that I haven't had MLB Network. So it's kind of all x twitter x um and apple news plus i've gone to the giant section i'm scouring there i'm waiting for little things you know but it's so hard because we have to stay away from the rumors from the yeah. you know we don't know if this is a real person or not type of stuff so there are some people i am seeing in my twitter feed that i've never seen before who supposedly exactly. have information Yes, we will not give their names because we know nothing about the validity of anything they're having to say. So we're going to kind of leave that up to you to decide if you happen to stumble upon it and uh, you think maybe it's something uh, legit. Hey, man, check it out. That's up to you. Well, I think that the news is still way. Everyone is waiting for the Shohei Otani ball to drop because once that does and once he announces where he's going to go everything is just going to start happening i think everyone's kind of waiting we had the we had the aaron nola re-signing in philadelphia which was a big pretty big deal but other than that there hasn't been a ton going on like even guys like that we had wondered about like matt chapman who's been linked to the giants he's not breaking the bank i mean he's going to get paid but he's not getting a 300 million dollar contract but even his even him that is seems like to be on hold until after this otani thing happens which 
Uh, yeah. I'm sure those guys <laughs> uh, are, are hoping it happens sooner than later so they can figure out their business. But uh, since the last time we talked, so this was two weeks ago, are you do you feel better about Otani? Do you feel worse about Otani? Are you are you about the same? I'm about the same. I am fully prepared for him to not sign with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I am fully prepared for him to uh, uh, sign with the San Francisco Giants. Um, I'm also fully prepared to understand that we are a bargaining chip, most likely. Um, But we could also not be a bargaining chip. I mean, there there are so many things. There there are four different directions this could go. And uh, I, I mean, truly. He signs with us or he doesn't sign with us. The reasons uh, could go in many different directions, but I'm fully prepared for either way. I don't know if I feel any different than I did two weeks ago. I guess I'm a little more optimistic because I think two weeks ago I was leaning more towards this ain't happening. Uh, We're going to be out of it. It's going to be the Dodgers. Um, I didn't expect it was going to be the Blue Jays. Uh, but they're a name that has really kind of come up in in a lot of talks lately. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking more, uh, it was probably going to be the Dodgers, maybe even the Angels. I mean, maybe he stays in Southern California, something I read today. Uh, basically said, here's you know a, a reason that Otani could end up staying with the Angels is because he is very familiar. He's a creature of habit. He enjoys um, his routine. Um and could stay in Anaheim because he knows exactly what to do while he's there. Um, but again, I mean, they're not a winning ball club and, and neither are the giants at this point, but the giants I think could, uh, could make the pitch that, Hey, we've had the success in the past and it's within the last, you know, 10 years we've had success. So we could get there again and we want to get there again. We've seen what it's like and, and, and uh, you know, that could kind of sway him towards us, but we'll see. I'm going to the prestigious website, bookies.com. <laughs> there you go. And here are the odds for Shohei Otani. As of December 4th today, as we're recording, 8.20 a.m. Pacific. So early this morning, according to bookies.com, uh, and I guess... This comes from veteran odds maker Adam Thompson, and he has the Dodgers in pole position here at plus 200. He has the Cubs right behind the Dodgers at plus 450, and the Giants at plus 500. So, still in the top three. Now, the Blue Jays, who made a jump last week in these odds from what I saw, uh, are at plus six fifty. Then you have the Braves, who are kind of circling. Like, if I'm the team that I'm afraid of, obviously we just don't want them inside with the Dodgers, no matter what. No, no. That I'm anybody else, anybody else is Atlanta because they're so good and they have <laughs> yeah. talent who are still in their prime right now. And you just add him to that squad and you pencil those dudes in for 110 wins. So. Uh, it, it's kind of funny though to see the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Mets kind of off of the uh, outside of the top five because those yeah. are big money teams who usually are right in the mix on deals like this. And so, I guess what I'll say is, I've been listening to a podcast 
with Tim Kawakami and his new feed. It's a it's a podcast that's called North South. Yeah. And his podcast partner's name is Dylan Hernandez, used to be in the Bay Area writing for the Mercury News, now writes out of uh, out of L.A. And so the idea of the podcast is to kind of just catch up with with each market with each other and like how what's going on in L.A., what's going on in the Bay Area. And he also speaks Japanese. And so he follows Shohei very closely. And. The way that he described how the Dodgers are coming into this deal, this possible deal, it seems very corporate in a sense. Like, you know, you are signing to join the Los Angeles Dodgers. Not that the Los Angeles Dodgers are jumping through hoops to try and sign you. That's the feel that I got from Dylan when he was talking to Kawakami about this. Uh, And so, you know, maybe the the other thing that's kind of interesting i don't know if you've seen some of these dodgers contracts but these contracts like freddie freeman his money is like delayed like not that it's delayed but he like he's going to be making money from the dodgers through like the the 2030s like how his contract works so i don't know if that hurts or helps them but i don't know you know the dodgers at plus 200 I fully expect them to get him, but at the same time, like I'm hearing information that makes me hopeful. Now I was talking to a friend who's a blue Jays fan. And uh, I was saying how, you know, if I, if I had my hopes as to where he would go and it was not the Dodgers, I would kind of pick the blue Jays. Cause then he's out of yeah. the national league and they already got belt. I don't know if Belt's going to be on the team next year, but I kind of had a had a little bit of a you know watched a little bit of Blue Jays this year because of Belt. So I thought that'd be a fun place to go. I, I don't understand why he would choose the Blue Jays because <laughs> uh, I mean it's really hard for them to get to get talent right. They have to grow the talent from within. I guess they did get Gosman when, yeah. when the Giants inside. But, but if they gave him six hundred million, the exchange rate isn't that like eight hundred and thirty-five million? I think I was reading today. So maybe. You know, so that that's it gets you an extra two hundred and thirty five million if you spend that in the states. I money, guess. money hungry Otani. That's what the headline <laughs> yeah, would be. Exactly. Blue Jays. I think that would be fun. On yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not us, the Blue Jays would be kind of fun um, because you know, I guess uh, us we're older fans, so we remember the ninety two, ninety three Blue Jays. Oh yeah, Cito uh, yeah, Gaston, baby. Yeah, Cito Gaston, Roberto Alomar. I mean, those were some fun teams to watch uh, Joe Carter with the, the home run off of wild thing. Um, so that was what 92, 93. Yeah. So that was 93, but yeah. So that, I mean, that would be, that would be fun to see a team that's kind of, you know, punching it back up again and trying to get back to the world series. I know they've been fighting for the last few years. They just get, haven't gotten over the hump, but you look at a team like that, you look at a team like Atlanta, they're kind of there. They need that missing piece. Does Otani want to be the missing piece or does he want to go to somewhere like San Francisco where he can be the, the piece like you build around Otani. I know he's 30 years old, but if you give him a 10 year deal, he's going to be around for a while. You put people in the seats, you build the team around Otani. Otani is the top. I mean, he's the top of the mountain, but you stick him in, in somewhere like Atlanta. They love Acuna jr. They love Matt Olson. They love their guys there. They, 
in, in Toronto, they love Vladdy. They love Bo Bichette. You know, Otani's just another piece. Same with the Dodgers. You know, that he's just another piece. Um, yes, he can get him over the edge, but does Otani want to try to build something? It didn't work in Anaheim, but does he want to try to go somewhere else like the Giants that could with a, a, a young core coming up? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's all intriguing. We don't know what's in the mind of Shohei. Um, and, and maybe we'll find out someday, uh, through interviews and, and whatnot, whenever he does sign and when spring training rolls are around, uh, with whichever team. So it'll be interesting. Okay. So now what we have to do is let's say that Shohei signs now, either with the giants or not with the giants, then all kinds of deals are going to happen. Oh yeah. There are still guys out there like Cody Bellinger, who's going to get another one of these, you know, multi uh, decade long contract offers from somebody. Uh, Matt Chapman, not he won't get that long of an offer, but he's going to get a, a pretty good offer. Noah's already signed. There's Blake Snell, who's going to be out there. Sonny Gray already signed. Jordan Montgomery is going to be out there pitching the World Series. Uh, and then we got Yamamoto. And just today, Korean outfielder Jung-Hoo Lee was posted. So do you have an inkling? Like there, there's, I think there's some folks who kind of think of it like, what if we don't get Shohei, then who comes, who becomes number one? And I think people think it's Yamamoto. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just like, if you get Shohei, then it's almost just as important to sign that number two guy to pair him because I think the deal, well, I, I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but if I'm Shohei and you do sign with the giants, it is with the idea that you're not going to be the only guy they're going to sign two or three guys to improve this team immediately for you for 2024. Yeah. And there's no guarantee of that. So how do you pitch that? I mean, I, I, you know, I was trying to think about it today. <clears throat> the teams nowadays, it's not like you would just say, Hey, I'm going to, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go out and we're going to woo Barry bonds. Hey, Hey Barry, your dad played here. Willie Mays played here. You're a giant. We're going to give you lots of money. And he's like, yeah, I know this place. Cool. I'm in. I mean, there's gotta be, are you saying we need to hire <laughs> Shohei's dad? Yeah, pretty much. We need to sh hire Shohei's dad, have him play a few years in the majors, be a, a stellar center fielder. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's got to be, I mean, the marketing, the advertising, the everything that goes into, I mean, do you have to hire like Cirque du Soleil to put on a show for Shohei to say like, come to San Francisco, this is our pitch. I mean, it's got to be intense nowadays in those meetings. I can't even imagine. Um but, but how do you, I mean, you kind of have to be careful too. You can't say Shohei, you sign with us and we're going to go hard. We're still going hard after Yamamoto. Then maybe you can help recruit him. Then we're going to go after Bellinger. I mean, you can't really lay your cards out there to this agent either. Uh, so that, that's kind of the difficult part too. And you can't pitch all this to Shohei and Shohei's like, yeah, I'm in. And then you don't get any of those other guys. So it really has to be, um, kind of marketing towards Shohei. Here, here's what you can do, Shohei. So I don't know if there's much pitch in it to say, these are some other guys we're looking at, or we're going to get this guy and this guy, and we really want this type of player, blah, blah, blah. I think it's more like we want you. You are going to help us win, and, and together you're going to create this, this lore that lives on forever in San Francisco in the San Francisco Giants franchise. And again, I don't know if you could do that in, in, in Atlanta, LA, 
and Toronto or even New York, because there, there are so many names that have been through those towns already um, with World Series championships and whatnot, but all in the past. So, so I think the Giants have to be really careful and say, "Look, Shohei, this is this is it, man. We, you know, we want you, and and then whatever happens after that, it's going to happen. But we want to build championships, and it starts and ends with you. So I think they kind of have to pitch it that way. But again, I I was only an advertising minor at San Jose State. <laughs> I. And that was in the 90s. So I don't know how they do this nowadays. <laughs> uh, our guy Davis said, if he goes to Atlanta, it'd be like when the Warriors got KD. That's exactly what I thought. It's like it yeah, just yeah. a super team, right? It's yeah. Like, and does he want that? Super team. I don't, yeah. I don't think he wants that. I mean, if he wanted that, I don't think he would have gone to Anaheim. Well, I mean, he did have Trout. Maybe he, he thought. He did have Trout, that. but the Dodgers were also pitching him too. So, True. I mean. Why don't you go there? Why why choose the across the the freeway team, the, the Anaheim Angels, when they just have Trout? Because you want to build, right? He wants another yeah. superstar there. He'll build. So, uh, but if he's the only superstar, I mean, you got you got Webb. Webb Webb can be a superstar. <laughs> the, the goofiest <laughs> superstar of all time. Yeah. Okay, so you know, I, I but I like this idea of we pitch. Mr. Otani, Toru Otani, who, according to the Sports Kita webpage that I that I just pulled up here, was uh, he played as an amateur and he played semi-professional baseball in well, the Japanese go. Industrial League. Nice. He could be our first base coach. I mean, we have I like, like seven. We have seventeen hitting coaches. Can we add eighteen? <laughs> I don't think it's a problem, Mister Otani. Yeah. Come help us and just just coach your son and and tell him, you know, when, when he hits the, the home run into the upper deck, or actually not upper deck because we're not at Candlestick anymore. Yeah, but yeah. When he hits it into in the, the water, water yeah, you yeah. know, just tell him, nice swing, son. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Come up with a cool handshake. Everybody loves it, <laughs> but his his mother, uh, Kayoko Otani, was uh, a bat. It was really good at badminton and became a national level player uh, in badminton. So that's where the uh, the athleticism probably comes is from mom there. Heck, man, she yeah. she she can hit the what is the badminton thing called the the shuttlecock the shuttlecock yeah there you go yeah it's maybe, just fun maybe, to say yeah, that's all may, I know. maybe the, you know the Giants <laughs> have all of this like funky training and stuff it's like oh yeah you know M- Mrs O'Donnell is coming <laughs> in and she's gonna teach you guys how to hit the shuttlecock which comes out kind of like a wiffle ball which is kind of like pickleball and it's kind of like a curveball so. Yeah, that's where we go. Isn't there a whole Otani kind of documentary that he was in? Is it on Hulu? Is it? I got to watch it. I think it's either on Hulu or ESPN, which pretty, I mean, they're the same thing anyways, or Disney Plus. I don't really remember, but I'll have to look that up because there's like a a Shohei documentary from last year, I think it was. Okay. Um, Because I I, I really want to get into this dude's mind. Davis Davis just says it's on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Okay, cool. So I'll have to check that out because I did come across that the other day and I was like, ooh, I got to watch that. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe that's homework for us for next week. I like that. But then if he signs with the Dodgers, I'm never watching that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll 
purchase a physical copy of it just to burn it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> deleting ESPN Plus if he yeah, starts with the Dodgers. Yeah, for a week, just for a week. <laughs> uh, what What are your thoughts on Yamamoto, though? I mean, obviously, we don't know a ton about this guy. The only thing that we know is that he's a little small. Like, And, and mm-hmm. whenever anyone says we have a, a small pitcher, I just think Lincecum. Right? That's like, pretty much it, yeah. That's, that's what you always think is Lincecum. But uh, I, I think it's, uh, you know, they they don't seem to be the kind of team to give these long term deals to to pitchers. If they did, we would still have Kevin Gosman. So it looks like maybe there's a uh, a change in in the philosophy here. Be, they know that they need to attract people who will uh, bring fans to the ballpark. I don't know if Yamamoto is that person though. Like without Shohei, is Yamamoto? somebody who is very attractive for this fan base. What do you think? Uh, I think so, because this, well, I mean, I, I'm speaking for the older fans. We love pitching because it brought us championships. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of, we're kind of tied to good pitching. So, and, and, and we all know that Webb needs a true number two. Uh, we love Cobb, but he's coming off surgery. He may miss like the first month of the season. So to get a guy like Yamamoto, let's say you don't get Shohei. Okay. Well, Shohei's not going to pitch this year, anyways. Um, so, so you miss out on a possibly a you know forty to fifty home run guy. Uh, but you can look at a Bellinger. So, if you can get a Yamamoto and a Bellinger, I think you're okay. But if you're going just Yamamoto, and then I hate to say it like it's a dirty word, but you and then you go like a Hanniger type, <laughs> and then another Conforto type, <laughs> or a backup infielder. It's not going to be a sexy offseason. People are going to be upset. Yeah. I, but you're still going to you're still going to really want to go out and watch Yamamoto because he was so dominant. I like the I, I was reading some of the stuff today about Yamamoto. Um, so you know he has until January fourth to decide where he wants to sign. Uh, the Oryx Buffaloes are the ones who uh, uh, posted him in, in the Japanese leagues. But I was looking at some of the numbers here on the Chronicle website, and it said Oryx will receive a hefty posting fee for him for whichever club signs him. That fee is 20% of the deal's first $25 million, then 17.5% of the next $25 million, and then 15% of the remainder of the contract. I didn't wow. crunch the numbers because I was starting to think 200 million. And then I started thinking about percentages of that. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's going to be quite a bit. You're, you're looking at probably like in the 70 to $80 million range, maybe. Um, I suck at math. So don't take those numbers <laughs> for, for anything that they're worth it. I just worked out of my head. <laughs> yeah. It's probably if, if he signs a $200 million contract, it's like at least 35 million, something like that. Probably. Is it that? And I said, what, 70? God, take away, <laughs> take away you, my degree. You said, you said advertising, Meyer. You <laughs> did say a radio, <laughs> television, and film major. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Uh, okay, so I am of the opinion that if you don't sign Otani, I almost think like it's almost to save face, right? To save face, you just got to bring in, you know, either Yamamoto, uh, you got to bring in Lee, even maybe even Blake Snell if you miss on Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Not that Blake Snell necessarily fits perfectly with the Giants because. You know, as we know, he's you know he's about six innings and putting runners on and such. But you got to come away with somebody, which is starting to scare me now that I think about it. Because you know, show let, let let's put Shohei at I don't know fifteen percent or something. The Giants can actually bring him home, and then it's like then you put all your eggs in the Yamamoto basket, then you put all your eggs in the Jung Hu Lee basket, and it's after that it's like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? Like Farhan's <laughs> just thinking like. Uh, this did not go exactly how I pictured it here. Well, he did say in the interview today, I guess he was on MLB Network, uh, he did mention that everybody has the same plan A. So your plan B kind of has to be a little bit different. It has to be creative. So, I mean, obviously they've got something else in mind. Jonathan India, uh, the Reds just put it out there today that, hey, Jonathan India is probably going to play first base for us next year. Now, they're going to try to move Jonathan India. Uh, so the Giants could be looking at a trade there because they could put him at first base. They can move Lamont Wade Jr. out to the outfield. I know the outfield's already crowded. So, that, you know, in that move, it's going to be, have to be a Slater or a Stremski or those guys are going to have to go somewhere else. Um, or maybe Lamont Wade Jr. goes the other way in the trade. I hate to even say that, but I, you know, I don't see that happening because he's still under control and he's really still like coming, kind of coming into his own. Um, so yeah, I mean, the plan B is going to be creative. Um, but he also said, what did he say today? Uh, he also said that, uh, something about contract, I'm going to have to look it up. It was basically scared money. Don't make money. Mm -hmm. And he said it in his own way. So I'm going to have to look up that quote exactly. But I, I, um, I would have died if Farhan used that quote. (laughs) that would have been the best right yeah uh let's see what did he say i gotta find the quote uh i'm not gonna find it right (laughs) (laughs) basically scared money don't make money pretty much said that you know like we can't have these um we can't have these penny pinching moves and win a championship yeah uh, you know you can't be creative with contracts and creative with money and win championships okay so, could you have said that same that, yeah could you have said yeah. that same thing last year and then we would not be in this position jeez well but, but at least they tried and and so here's the deal if the giants end up with let's let's go full bore here if the giants end up with shohei and yamamoto then you have to just look at last year and say, man, they went, they tried to go all in on Judge. They tried to go all in on Correa, and things happen for a reason. Would you rather have Judge and Correa, or would you rather have Shohei and Yamamoto? 
I mean, I know which way I would absolutely go Shohan Yamamoto. Yeah. I think those two guys are going to carry the Giants for years to come. Uh, Judge and Correa, you know, they're all for stepping on Legos and hurting themselves. So that's, uh, you know, they're just injuries waiting to happen. But um, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's kind of scary. This week is a little bit scary because I keep I pick up the phone. I get it. I get a, a an X you know, a Twitter notification. And I go, is this it? Is this it? <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I unlock the phone. And I go, is it here? Is, is there news here? And because the worst thing, your stomach's going to drop. Yeah. If that says Shohei yeah. signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers. That stomach oh. is just. Well, I mean, off. think about how sad, like people could go back a year ago to see our, <laughs> our reactions to judge and Korea and yeah. all that, all that stuff while we were doing shows. Um, by the way, Bags just wrote something that I haven't been able to read yet because it, he just wrote it like 15 minutes ago. But the headline reads, could the Giants pitch to Otani include a Barry Bonds highlight reel? This is what you and I said like three weeks ago. Like, yes. That's what we need. We need Barry out and about saying like, I built this place and you need to like, this place needs to become your place now. Yeah, absolutely. He's not going to break a home run record. He's, I mean, that's not, he's, he's a little bit too old since he's come into the league to be able to amass those well, kind of maybe numbers. he could get to 70 something maybe. Well, he could. And, and I mean, he's not going to, I mean, could he pass Mays? I mean, he'd have to, he'd have to hit 50 home runs for like five or six straight years, probably. But the fact that he could play in that ballpark where, where Barry Bonds played and, hit home runs in the water, just like Barry Bonds did. Uh, we don't know how Shohei feels about Barry. That's the thing. Um, maybe in that article, it talks about it a little bit, but we, we're kind of, we're kind of at a loss for his feelings on Barry Bonds and, and that whole era of baseball. Like, what age was he? You know, at the time, all of that was happening. He was probably a, a four-year-old, five-year-old. <laughs> wait, wait, how old is he? Like 20? He's 30. 29. 29. So he was born in, yeah, he's 29. He was born the same year that I graduated high school, which is not oh. nice. Mm. Um, and so let's look at, let's look at his numbers here. Uh, overall, he's got, uh, 171 home runs in right. his career. So, you know, he's got, he's got, pro he's got at least five years of, of, pure power so it's another 200 could he get to i think 500 is is 500 in, in yeah. the ballpark you know sure. for him 500 would be would be quite nice to get to uh but yeah like i, I don't know man you know the the, the bonds marketing I, I know the giants kind of stayed away from bonds there a little bit but let's use them now let's oh yeah we got, we got the home run let's put a statue of bonds and tell otani that he's got uh you know he 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 he, he his statue will go right next to Barry's. Hopefully, we'll I like that some stuff like that. Yeah, you got Willie, you got Barry, and you got Shohei. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, the Hall of Fame names that came out, which we didn't get to obviously last week because we didn't have a show. Right. But the names for the 2024 ballot. Uh, Adrian, uh, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Chase Utley, who we saw their entire careers 
just off the top of your head, what are your thoughts on those three dudes? Say, say the names again. Adrian Beltre, mm-hmm. Joe Maurer, and Chase Utley. Man, that yeah. Beltre had a fantastic career. Did he get pinched for anything? That's a good question. I was look. That's always what I look I, for. <laughs> like I kind of feel like stint to him. Yeah, I kind of feel like he might have. Um, because didn't he go to Seattle for a little bit and just kind of peter out? Of that might have been Cano. You're thinking you might be thinking of Cano. No, he did. So, so what happened? So he was with the Dodgers, and all of a sudden in 2004 he hit 48 home runs when he had never hit more than 23. Then he goes and signs with Seattle or got traded to Seattle, hits 19, 25, 26, 25. And eight. Hmm. Then he goes to Boston, hits 28. Then he goes to Texas and really just goes back to hitting home runs. Yeah. 32, 36, 30, 19, 18, 32, 17, 50, finishes with 477. So the, the question was in there, I thought, from 2004 to 2005 through 2009, where he just disappeared off the home run chart. Everybody thought he was in L.A. doing stuff, and then as soon as he got to Seattle, he wasn't doing the stuff anymore, and all of a sudden he just kind of dropped off. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a tough one because he, he, he had a long career, 39 years old, 19 to 39 years old. Um, Beltre, uh, I just don't like Utley. That's my, that, but that's my own personal. <laughs> that, 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 that was my thought too. I like, I think yeah. Beltre is going to go in a hundred percent. Oh, I'm not at a hundred percent, but I think yeah, he's going yeah. in. I think he's going to get to 75%. He was also a five-time gold glover. So that right. helps. That helps. Uh, and he was a good guy. Everybody really, really liked him. And that helps too. As far as Chutley, I think he's got a good shot, but there's a lot of guys who have similar statistics as him who kind of just taper out. Like I would, I don't, I don't know what the, is a hard position to get into. Man. I don't know what the numbers are with him and uh, Jeff Kent, uh, but that would be an interesting comparison to see how yeah. closely they align on that stuff. And you know, Joe Maurer, you know, gosh, his first what his like he was a hitting machine. Um, I'm I'm pulling up Joe Joe Maurer's baseball reference. Uh, when he was uh, twenty, when he was a, a younger a younger player, so third year in the league, he hit three forty seven uh, with uh, thirteen bombs, and then he won the MVP in two thousand and nine, three sixty five with twenty eight bombs, and the power just kind of went away as he got older, but he still ended up his, his career with a 306 batting average. He just didn't hit, he just didn't hit for power like he did in his one MVP season. But he, I mean, he's got one MVP and then he's got uh, three other top tens for MVP and he's got uh, six all-star games. So it's just what, once he was done as a catcher, uh, you know, his, his he just he became old really fast and just kind yeah. of became, you know, a, a normal, normal everyday player. Not that not the guy that he was in like the first seven or eight years of his career. So I, he's probably not getting in. I mean, that's one of those things where uh, maybe if he would have played a little bit longer, the counting stats would be there. 
but yeah, I, I think I think Beltray's got to get in. Uh, and, and Utley, I don't know. I don't know if I can be unbiased about Utley. <laughs> well, I'm looking at his numbers right now. Not only do I not like the guy, but after he turned 35, he played four more years. He didn't really do much. So I'd say he had a stretch of one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven years where he, he had a great seasons. Um, other than that, the rest of his seasons were OPS pluses of like 110, 113, 108. And then from the time he turned 35 until the time he finished playing at 39, he didn't have an OPS plus over 93. Um, early on, though, from 2005 when he was 26 until 2013 when he was 34, like I said, right in there, like that nine, nine ten year stretch, maybe. Um, he was great. But again, he finished his career 259 home runs, 275 average, 117 OPS plus, no gold gloves. Um, I love when he went to the Dodgers. Yeah. Here are his batting averages in his <laughs> four Dodger seasons 202, 252, 236, and 213. Yeah. And he, hit a, he hit a whole combined 26 home runs and four seasons with the Dodgers. He so. didn't finish his career like Big Poppy finished his. We'll just <laughs> no, say that. No. <laughs> I mean, three... So from 05 to 09, he was at 22 jacks or more. 33 yeah. jacks from that, from as from a second baseman. That's pretty good for well, the 2000 season. Yeah, an OPS plus during those years of over 125, between 125 and 146. I mean, those are great seasons, but then it just kind of dropped off after that. So I don't think longevity-wise, I don't think he had the the career numbers to go. The other thing is he led the league in being hit by pitch (laughs) from 07 to 09, which tells me, this dude's just hanging over the plate. I hated uh, players like that. Yes. I just hated them. Yeah, yeah. He was looking to get, you know, you can get me here. Get me here. Get me in the shoulder. <laughs> just, I'll get on base for you. Any way I can get on base, I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Let's, you know, if if the Giants don't get Shohei, we may just get bitter on this show. We may just, may just be like a podcast about keeping Chase Utley out of the Hall of Fame. Hey, let's do it. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a side podcast just called "We Hate Chutley," and we'll just campaign all year long to get him out of the not not get into the Hall of Fame. So I had a uh, one of my technically my boss at at some point. Uh, she lived in San Francisco, and uh, she was telling me that someone was looking at her house, and I was like, "You're." Your house is not even on, like you. You don't want to move. Like, what? Why is someone looking at your house? <laughs> She's like, and she goes, you know, for the right price, my house is always for sale. Sure. And the person who was actually looking at her house at that point, at least this is what she told me, was Chase Utley. No way. She's like, yeah, Chase uh, Utley wanted to see my house, and and I was like, huh? In the Bay Area? Yeah, in the Bay Area, in San Francisco. Interesting. Interesting. Um, all right. Before uh, we'll go a little bit, a little bit shorter today, because again, there's not a ton of news. But we, I, I noticed you were sipping on something over there. I got this for my birthday. My gosh, 
four years ago, maybe it's been in the, but it's a sipper. I love it. It's not a, it's not an expensive bottle. It's only 60 bucks, but it is one of my absolute favorite scotches of all time. The Highland park 12 Viking honor. There you go. It is very tasty. So I, I broke it out of the back of the, the cupboard tonight. Tasty notes of what? What? Why is natural color tasting <laughs> note? I don't understand. All oh, these crazy Vikings tasting notes: natural color, heather honey, sweetness, rich fruit cake, and aromatic smoky peat. It's not. It's not as smoky as a Laphroaig. Not as smoky as um, Lavagulin. Uh, nothing like that, but it, it's very tasty. And the bottle is super cool. It's got the, you know, the really cool like Viking design on it and stuff. I keep, I can't get this thing to focus. There it is. There you go. So pretty good. I, I have a little bit left. I poured a uh, two ounces today. So there you go. There you go. Um, all right. So for me, I see, I, I get a little bit jealous of your ability to keep, uh, keep liquor in your liquor cabinet for many, <laughs> many years. Just buy a lot of it, and then you have to <laughs> rotate. <laughs> and so I dug deep, deep, deep into the back of my cabinet, and I was like, there oh, yeah. I have this bottle of Buchanan's Deluxe 12-Year Irish Whiskey. Oh, And I was like, oh, you know, I need to have this. And, and so I kind of I, I mean, I can drink it straight or I can drink it with the cube, but I was like, oh, let's make it fun for the podcast. Like, well, what what should I mix it with? And uh, ginger ale is, is one of the one of the main things that people say you can mix it with. And so I, I, I did what you often do is as I went and got some Zevia ginger ale. Very nice. And so I paired it. I mixed it with the Buchanan's Deluxe. And let's see. There we go. And uh, and yeah, so that's what I'm drinking tonight. And I, and I had uh, I had one. I'll probably have one later tonight after dinner. And uh, it'll 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 go nicely as we're, we're watching the Eddie Murphy Christmas movie on Amazon. I, Candy Cane Lane. I tried to get the family on board with that last night, and we watched the trailer, and they were like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so we ended up not watching anything because it got kind of late by the time we finished dinner. So Denise and I ended up watching. I don't know if you're into these, but I'm into them because being, you know, having studied film, radio, television, and filmmaker, yeah. I'm, in, I'm into the really bad Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies. So we watched one with Dean Cain last Oh, night wow. And Sabrina, the, the teenage, teenage witch. witch. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Uh-huh. And it was called broadcasting Christmas where they were both <laughs> they were both television personalities going for the same job in New York and they had dated previously. Oh my it god, was this is so like so bad uh, this, and corny. We enjoyed it. This is like uh, the morning show on, a- on yes. Apple TV. Yeah. But with too much fluff, with all kinds of wonderful fluff. So I, you know, I, we like watching them because we like to find the plot holes. You know, everybody remembers Dean Cain from, uh, what was it? Superman. Superman and Lois or whatever that show was. Yeah, yeah. But what people sometimes fail to realize is that where Dean Cain really made his mark was in, I don't remember exactly what season it was. It was like three or four. 
of uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, that's right. Yes. So he shows up because Brenda's mom and dad are like, hey, you know this Dylan guy? He's bad news. We're sending you to to Paris. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you, you and Donna are going to go to Paris. But we're, we're reprimanding you because you went to Mexico without telling us and you forgot your <laughs> and you forgot your ID. So you got caught at the border and we had to go pick you up. And so it sounds like a bad Hallmark movie. And so here's your <laughs> here's your punishment. We're sending you to Paris so that you can get away from this Dylan guy. And she's That's in awesome. Paris and she meets Dean Kane. Uh, his name is Rick, but she pretends that she's French and she has oh, an accent. No. <laughs> so she comes back from Paris and she sees Rick, who some is American, and she has to tell him that she's not really French and oh, that she was wow. doing an accent. And yeah, so that <laughs> insanity ensued. That is good stuff, man. So I don't think I've ever seen one episode of. Beverly Hills 90210. I know I'm talking to the wrong person. Yeah, you're wrong, but you know I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, it, it is. You know, it it is a it, it is a mood. It is a specific mood. My sister uh, used to watch it. She she enjoyed it. I was telling my wife that the reason that I watched it is because I could then talk about something that a lot of the high school girls would talk about so it was like there you go that's kind of why i started watching and then i just got yeah good and then you're like this is good <laughs> good soap opera drama <laughs> um but back to kenny Kane lane before we get out of here yeah, yeah we watched the first 45 minutes of it okay it's not great no but there's a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes there's a thing with christmas movies where like you're not looking for great, you're looking for sort of fun or passable. True. And so far, 45 minutes through, it's passable. Like to me, okay. like I will start laughing just if Eddie Murphy like smiles. Like that's yes. how I am with Eddie Murphy. Like I'd start busting up when he does like something like really simple that people be like, Why are you laughing? It's just that's the relationship I yeah, have with Eddie yeah. Murphy. But uh, to see him in the bag for that Amazon cash in a movie like this, I'm a little disappointed. But at the same time, I'm like, look, if I have to watch a Christmas movie with my wife who watches a Christmas movie like every night from now until Christmas and I could see Eddie Murphy, like I'm thankful that that he did one so that I can watch one with him in it. She watched one with Brandy and uh Heather Graham from oh. Boogie Nights. Uh-oh. They did a Christmas movie together. Oh, she... I saw that. I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. I do like Christmas movies too. I could recommend a couple, but she's probably already seen them. Like oh, yeah. 8-Bit, 8-Bit oh, yeah. Bit Christmas. We, we, That's we, a good one. We had oh, 8-bit Christmas, like a video game movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she watched that one last year, I think. Oh, you gotta watch that one. That one's great. Noel on Disney Plus. Is that the one uh, with uh Bill Hader and uh Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is in that yes, one. Yes, that's a good yes. one. We yes. enjoy that one yearly. 
Spirited, the musical with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will yes, Ferrell. Yes, you watched that, that one last year. Last. Yes, that one was very good. So, and I tried. I pushed for Candy Cane Lane. Man. <laughs> I couldn't get anybody on board, so I might have to watch it on my own. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you know. I think we're gonna try. Well, we may not finish it tonight, but we're gonna get through a, a nice chunk of it again tonight. Nice. We'll have to do our top five again. I think we did that a few years <laughs> back. And maybe things have changed. So we'll have to do our top five Christmas movies. Tra- uh, Tracy Ellis Ross plays uh, the mom in, in, okay. this, in this movie, and all of their, all of the kids, and all, and and also Eddie and uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, they have Christmassy first names. Oh, okay. So I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna keep pushing. I'm gonna keep pushing. <laughs> I'm gonna see what I can do. We always watch the Holiday Baking Championship, so that's Monday, uh, the new episode every Monday night. So we're watching the new. One. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to be done here. If anything happens, Brad and I have talked about trying to find a pocket of time to do like an emergency show. So I'll do it from my phone in the office. Exactly. There we go. We'll we'll get on. We'll we'll figure (laughs) out how to do that because look, look, and I'm I'm not this is not a hyperbolic statement. If the Giants sign Shohei Otani, it is the biggest thing since when they signed Barry Bonds. Like that is it is literally that so that it's going to be giant news if it happens and if it doesn't then again then we're going to turn into the keep chase utley out of the hall of fame podcast yeah yeah well it depends on where he goes though if he goes to toronto it's going to be all right if he goes to la we're going to go on a rampage yeah yeah brandon if he goes to the blue jays brandon belt is gonna like latch on to him in some way i think so well belt's a free agent so, because he was only a one-year deal, right? Yeah, so I think you're he's right. a free agent. So he's going to have to. It's going to have to be a Shohei belt package, I think, if they're going to get Shohei. Yeah, maybe, maybe Shohei's <laughs> like, hey, uh, that wacky guy in Toronto. Uh, you got to bring yeah, him back, you gotta, and you got to keep the captain, him. man. Yeah, he goes. I'm not the captain. That's the captain. Keep <laughs> <him>. <laughs> All right, uh, we're done here. Uh, we'll be back next week or sooner, depending on what happens in, in the baseball free agency. But uh, for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.